0: Welcome to the Shepherd King podcast. We exist to equip pastors and leaders in the local church to transcend beyond current culture, to see government through the lens of the gospel and engage as modeled in the scriptures. I am Leo Lazzarini. And I'm Greg Baker. Thank you for joining us for one more episode of the Shepherd King podcast. We just wrapped up our series on the 20 biblical truths every governing authority should know and we are entering into a new series. We're calling this series A Season to Choose and A Season to Govern. Greg, explain a little bit of our title, and then I'll follow up with a few questions.
1: Well, it's a clever little spinoff from Ecclesiastes, if you will. And the author Ecclesiastes Solomon tells us there's a time for everything. Mm -hmm. I look at living in a constitutional republic, as you and I do, there is a season where we choose. We decide who is going to be our governing shepherds in our country. So whether it be the parliamentary system of Europe or the presidential system of the Western Hemisphere, people choose, and here in the United States, every two years there's an opportunity to choose and reform your government at the state and at the federal level. But when that season ends, another season comes that season needs to end. And then there comes the season to govern. The people that were chosen are now in their respective positions, and it is their responsibility to govern the people and for the blessing of the people. And it's during that season that people really experience the blessing of government.
0: That's good. Greg, why do you think is important for believers for every citizen to understand and distinguish those two seasons, especially in a uh, constitutional um, uh, republic like in the US?
1: Well, one, you need to know when you're in each season, but two, you gotta understand how much they complement each other. Mm -hmm. The season to choosing will significantly impact the season of governing. Those who are chosen to be leaders have a vision for the nation. They have a worldview that they are gathering all of their opinions and decisions from and largely building their vision for the nation from. So as Christians, when we are in the season of choosing, we need to think about the season of governing. Mm. Who do we ultimately want to govern our nation? And not just in the short term things that are before our eyes right now, but who's got the long-term vision that's largely going to cast where we want to go as a country? And it's these two seasons that complement each other, but only when they're respected separately as well do we get their benefits. Mm -hmm. If we constantly stay in a season of choosing, we never move forward with governing. Mm. But if we only focus on governance, governance doesn't change if the right people are not elected.
0: Mm. That's, That's good. And Greg, how... On the paper, how long are those seasons supposed to last?
1: That's tough to define, Leo. It's one of the consequences, there's pros and cons to everything, right? Mm-hmm. The pro of electing people every two years is that people aren't doing a great job. You have a chance to reset without getting some really bad long term consequences. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, two years is so close. Mm-hmm that what we're often finding is the election season never ends because it takes time to get your vision casted to get an idea of like you think about the primary process where you're picking one person for a political party, you move that into the general election. I mean, you don't get your ideas out quickly. Mm -hmm. So in an ideal world, election season, six months, and then the um, non electoral season of governance would be 18 months. Mm -hmm. That way, we operate in general assemblies in the United States of America, where government serves over those two years. You're completing the general assembly process before you enter into an election. Mm-hmm.
0: That's good. Is that how you, oft- how you often feels in our culture, that time oh, frame?
1: Not even close. <laughs> and depending on what kind of state you're from, too, if your state is more dominantly red or dominantly blue... Um, you might get a little bit more seasons of governance there. Mm. But when you're in a state that's purple, there's almost no season of governance Mm. because both sides are constantly trying to get the majority. Mm -hmm. So the second the election's done, the other party is already working towards the next election, hoping they get the majority, or the majority party is trying to already fight to keep the majority they have. And for those of you in purple states who see this, but... In Washington, we're seeing this as well because the country is so evenly divided. There's time periods in American history where the Republican Party dominated. We look after the Civil War or the Democratic Party dominated when we think after the Great Depression. We're not in one of those seasons right now. And we've seen that in the last few election cycles where Republicans win Congress, Democrats win Congress. Republicans take back Congress, Democrats take back Congress. So in Congress right now, there is a constant fight for the majority, and our last few presidential elections have been very close. Like America is very evenly divided right now, and because of that, both political parties, the major parties in our nation, have not stopped governing. We're not only seeing the United States, uh, Canada is in a very close prime minister race. We've seen this in the United Kingdom, and the nation of Israel took a long time to find a prime minister in Netanyahu just because there is a very close clash between right and left right now in our world.
0: Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Greg, I'd like to hear from a citizen's standpoint and also a believer's standpoint, how does that affect uh, us? But how does that affect a governing authority when the culture and the environment around you uh, is affected by that election season almost all throughout your governance time?
1: It is very hard to not fall into the people-pleasing trap.
0: Because
1: mm. the vast majority of the governments in the world today is called first past the post. Whoever gets the most votes holds the power. Mm. So the benefit, the people are choosing their elected leaders. Right. The consequence is it's a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. And when I look at the Bible, the Bible makes a very important claim all fall short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Many ways seem right to a person, in the end they lead to death. So we're asking people to make decisions on what is best for people at the same time when the people don't want what's best for them. Mm. And in a popularity contest, you have to get fallen people to vote for you. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Do you give the people what they want or do you give them what they need? And that's always been one of the harder sides of a democratic governance, is how do you not get sucked into people-pleasing and popularity? But we found through human history, because of pride, arrogance, selfishness, it's our best form of government we have. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, centralized power just ends to corruption. Um, there's very few examples in human history where an autocratic government worked, mm-hmm. and we're talking like men like King David who didn't do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. A small group, so it's it's probably the best we're going to get on this side of eternity, Leo. Mm. And thankfully, in the kingdom of God, <laughs> there are no elections. There is no people pleasing contest. Amen. There is one king who rules forever, and all this stuff passes.
0: Mm. Amen. And that helps us transition, Greg, to that another question that I had was how do we citizens should um, seek or walking through those seasons of elections and governance? How important is it for citizens and for believers to understand those different seasons um, and walk through them in a way that can be God honoring, It can bless people, can bless our community, bless our family. What are some principles that you would share? Uh, with us on how to engage those seasons separately and do that well. Because it seems like from the social media and uh, you know media and everything else, that we're in constant election mode. We're constantly uh, talking about who's gonna be the next, what is gonna happen in the future. And there's so much promises we we're making about things either getting better or worse in the future mm-hmm. in case that person gets elected or that person. How can we navigate those seasons uh, separately and well? First, I can say
1: it's an incredible way to be a witness to the culture around you. Mm -hmm. We are called to be the salt of the earth, the light to the world. You want to be a salt and light in the area of government? Think carefully who you choose. The scriptures tells us that God did not give his spirit to many, but want a power, love, and a sound mind, good judgment. Mm -hmm. Sound mind, good judgment. And I think about in the area of choosing... We should be some of the best choosers in the world. Mm -hmm. We should be able to sift through partisan politics and really discern what does the nation need. Mm -hmm. But then we should also be the best at governing Mm -hmm. in the world as well. We should be able to look at the complicated things behind us. Most things in politics aren't black and white. Mm -hmm. They're gray. And as Christians, we should be able to step in the realm of governance And really be able to sift through and discern what is best for people. Mm -hmm. And in that, the Bible commands us to honor those who are in authority, whether or not you voted for them, pray for those in authority, and submit to those in authority. Mm -hmm. When a presidential election gets done and somebody wins that you did not choose, honor them, pray for them, cheer them on, help them govern, because their success is a country's success. Mm -hmm. And that is being a gospel witness. Where often, when you didn't vote for somebody, you're almost rooting against them to not succeed, right well, that hurts the American people or the nation for which
0: you live mhm
1: mhm
0: That's great, Greg. And just so you know as our listeners, our hope is to have this series be a three episode series, and we're starting this one talking about how to discern those two seasons, but Our desire is to go deeper into each of those seasons, to understand the nature of those seasons, how to understand our times so that we can actually be good witness for Christ. But Greg, um, what are are you looking forward to discussing in our next two episodes on those two different seasons?
1: I'm really looking forward to the Choose Well episode. And you and I live in the state of Iowa. Iowa has a huge selection coming up. It'll be the first in the United States to voice who they think should be the next president. Mm -hmm. I really want to spend some time unpacking what should we be looking for as believers? How do we go beyond a couple hot-button issues like abortion? Okay. Like, How do we look deep into character? Mm-hmm. Why does character matter? Why do we need to look into this? What kind of skill set, character traits are we looking for in a person? Mm-hmm. So we really want to unpack that. We're going to take a look at a couple of verses from Exodus mm-hmm. as we do that. But then we need to talk about what do we do when this is done? Right. We're going to have either the current president reelected. we're going to have a new president what does the next four years look like? How do we as Christians engage in this unique institution of government Mm -hmm. and really help those who win next November Mm -hmm. succeed? But even in that episode I want to talk about too is we're still more than a year out Mm -hmm. from that election and we're way more than a year out from that new government being seated. How do we make sure we're faithful with the current government that's before us? Correct. This current president has more than 14 months to still serve. yeah How, that's a long time. How do we balance this choosing right now as primaries and caucuses are coming but also at the same time making sure we govern all these next four months mm-hmm. we don't just push the pause button and look towards something in the future that might not even change. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna really untack both of these in the next two episodes.
0: Good. I'm excited for them. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for listening to one more episode of the Shepherd King podcast. The Shepherd King podcast is brought to you by the Church Ambassador Network, a ministry of the Family Leader Foundation that inspires the church to engage government for the advance of God's kingdom. For more information about the Church Ambassador Network, or if you would like to donate, please visit our website, thefamilyleader.com church.